Hi Time Hackers, this is Jacques, and today is going to be a quick, fun podcast talking about the best times to do things. Now, what do I mean by that exactly? So, I remember one time I really needed to get some something from the grocery store. And, you know, I usually have this very particular time of the week that I go, maybe right after work on my way home. But there was this this one time I needed something, it was urgent. So so I just went and it was just before closing and I rushed over there. And, you know, I wasn't even sure if I was going to have enough time to check out. But actually, you know, I got a really quick parking spot right up front. Um, you're t- I'm talking like this was 15, 20 minutes before closing time. And uh, I got the best parking spot I have ever gotten. I go in, I don't have to bump into anyone. There's, you know, not a bunch of, I'm not fighting people over carts. And I go straight to, to, you know, to a couple of things that I need. I grab them and I go check out and I have my pick. There's like three cashiers. They're like, you know, dying for me to choose them because they seem very bored. (laughs) So I'm just able to get right through that line and, and right out the store. I'm in and out. It was the fastest experience, and I realized it was because I, I chose a different time, obviously, than I normally do for grocery shopping. And that got me thinking, is, you know, doing something at a different time than you would normally do, you can actually do it a lot faster. And there's a lot of different examples of this. In fact, I'll, I got seven for you today that I'm going to go through, and it's just shifting how you think about when you do something to get to get the most uh, time benefit for it. So it's a fun fun little exercise. I'm sure you can find other things in your life that that you've probably realized that that this is true. So you know, let's let's go with the first one. You know, I, I think when you're you know going to the store, getting groceries, or what have you, I, I find that closing time is a great time to go because you know a lot of customers so the the foot traffic tends to be you know highest in in the middle of the day and then of course it it gets it gets lighter and lighter towards the evening so if you are able to slip in just before closing time employees are that are there are incentivized to get you out of the door quickly because they don't want to stay too much uh, longer past closing so they're also working at peak efficiency in many cases. If, if you know, depending on the store, that, that may or may not be be true. And it depends on your city as well. You know, some cities have much, much later closing times. But another time that you can try is Sunday morning. I, I have uh, gone, you know, right around, let's say, 9 or 10 a.m. And I think it's, it's probably because, you know, a number of folks are, you know, attending uh, mass or other, other religious events. Or they may be sleeping in. You know, a lot of people like to have a lazy Sunday. So I find Sunday mornings are a great time to be able to to go into a store and and not deal with too many other folks and have have a lot of efficiency in, in checking out. So that's definitely uh, either closing time or or Sunday morning. I would definitely try those two times when if you need to go out and get something. Now, you know, another tip that I learned, I used to travel quite a bit to the West Coast. There was one year, I think I, I traveled maybe had to be 20 to 30 times for work. And so I started to realize that the time of day that your flight departs actually has an, an impact on not only how quickly you can get through security, but how late your flight is delayed. Now, the first thing is that, you know, everyone sort of wants 
the that that perfect golden time like you know 9 or 10 a.m because that allows them to wake up at the same time that they would normally wake up and pack and gets give them enough time to go take a nice leisurely drive to the airport and then go through security and and be at the gate in time in time for the plane so if you can wake up a little earlier you'll find that there's going to be a lot less people that you have to get through security at a slightly less convenient time maybe for your sleep schedule but but that that inconvenience is convenience for you in being able to get to your flight quickly and also the earlier that you're able to do this during the day studies show the less likely your your flight has a chance of being delayed i mean if you're you know you have a connecting flight that delay of 30 40 minutes could actually cause you to miss your flight and has has sort of cascading effects so the best time to when you're booking your tickets to select flights to uh, depart from the gate is as as early as in in the day as you can tolerate <laughs> that's that's going to be the best and most efficient use of your time so you're not standing around waiting so tip number three is the the best time to start cooking and what i mean by that is turning on the stove turning on you know the the oven boiling some water the, the best time to start cooking is before you read the recipe so that means you should preheat your oven even if you don't know exactly what temperature it is and if you know you're going to boil pasta you may not know how many minutes yet the pasta needs but you know it takes time for water to boil so I find the best time to start cooking, what I mean by that is to, to preheat those those things is right before or, or before you read your recipe. And then that way, you know, while those things are heating up, you can start to work on your recipe in parallel rather than having to do those things in sequence and making your overall cook time take a lot longer. The fourth is really around commuting. Every Business has slightly different times, but generally are looking within your time zone to open up around 8.30 or 9 a.m. So the issue with that is, of course, that all the cars on the road are trying to get to work at the same exact time, not the most efficient use of the roads. And so to avoid getting stuck in traffic jam, the, the best time to commute is, is really before or after that rush hour time. So if you have a job where you have some flexibility, you know, you still may need to work the same amount of time. Uh, but if you can just come in earlier or come in later, generally employee, employers don't mind if you come in earlier and leave a little earlier. And, and sometimes they don't mind if you, if you come in late and leave late. So if you have any flexibility to shift your start time for work, that is definitely going to save you a lot of time every every day on on your commute. So definitely explore that if you have not. What is the best time to to wake up? What is the time that is going to give you the most amount of rest, but maybe not where you're oversleeping and and then not getting any additional energy or any additional benefits? The interesting thing about sleep is that it's not linear. You actually go through a different stages of sleep and you have these cycles. Each of these cycles lasts about 90 minutes each. So if you interrupt one of these cycles and you don't get a complete you know, cycle of, of sleep, you don't get the full benefits. You know, towards the later cycles takes you through REM and, and that gives you the most restorative sleep. Being able to, you know, 
go through the full cycle really gets you the benefit. Sometimes if you interrupt that cycle halfway through, you get you don't you don't get much much of the benefit. You might as well not have have even started that particular 90 minute cycle. The unfortunate thing is there isn't a universal time. Everyone's body is different and also your days are different. So sometimes your your sleep cycles could be disrupted. And so what I recommend is if you're if you're going to wake up uh, to an alarm, that alarm should be based on when you go to sleep. It shouldn't be based on a particular time on the clock. Once you dial it in, then you should be able to end up with a better result waking up so you get you hit the end of that cycle. It might take some trial and error. The the second best way to do this or actually the better way to do this is to to avoid using an alarm clock at all and having some other mechanism like uh, leaving, you know, your blinds open so the sunlight can come in and then you your body uh, can naturally get used to waking up right at the end of the cycle without any sort of artificial mechanism to sort of trigger you out. Uh, so that's how you can maximize your sleep by, you know, taking full advantage of the cycle, whereas interrupting a cycle kind of wastes the benefits of, of, of some of that sleep. The sixth tip that I have for you is when to visit the doctor. The doctors are generally dealing with a lot of weekend patients on Mondays, and then they're dealing with a lot of patients on Fridays trying to you know, squeeze in appointments before the weekend. So the best time to go see the doctor is in the middle of the week when you're not fighting, you know, with those Monday and Friday patients. At least that's what the studies apparently say. And then also, if if you can do it early in the day, there's a theme here. (laughs) If you can book the doctors early in the day, they have less likelihood that some of their other appointments will sort of run over and create this effect where they're late for your appointment and then you end up waiting in the waiting room for even longer periods of time. So midweek, early in the day is the best time. Now, it may even change what day you want to schedule depending on the specialty. So if uh, you're looking at a pediatrician, you know, pediatrician's busiest month is going to be August, right? That's when, you know, either People are trying to get that appointment in before they go to school or, you know, there's sort of like that first first week of everyone's immune systems getting primed and getting sick. And so there's a little little spike of that. But generally, you don't want to at the beginning of the school years, you want to avoid the, the pediatrician. You know, the allergist springtime is obviously going to be the busiest for them. So don't wait until you're you're dealing with spring allergies to go see your allergist, go to the allergist, you know, maybe maybe in the fall or 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 summer to avoid the the crush of patients there. So so that was and my last tip is when is the best time to address auto maintenance? And the best time is actually before you buy, right? That's the best time. I know that's a little bit cheeky, but you know, when when you're <clears throat> dealing with auto maintenance, it's very time consuming uh, to have to constantly be fixing up and repairing an unreliable vehicle. So the best time to to really deal with that auto maintenance is by choosing the right car. So this isn't an, an advertisement for any particular type of car. You know, for me, I like electric vehicles because 
they have a, a few less components and I also don't have to go to the gas station. I can charge at home. And so that kind of adds up to, you know, many EV vehicles having less maintenance than ice or internal combustion vehicles. And so I, you know, that's, that's just my personal, but in general, you know, you just want to go out and do the research and look for cars that um, have, you know, high reliability. So you aren't constantly taking them to the repair shop and, and burning up your time that way. So that's it. Those are the, you know, seven best times to, to do things to kind of get the most out of the time that you have. I hope, I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like the show and would like others to hear about it, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the number one way other listeners find the show. Thank you for listening. And remember, life is how you choose to spend your time. Please use it wisely.